I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, welcome back. I'm Joy Child. I'm the host of the Color Gray podcast. Very excited. And I'm visiting. My name's Nolika. Um, I'm part of the Domino family. I'm the host of Raising Rebel podcast, and I'm also here at Sundance. I'm um, just sharing my perspective on the films we saw. So the first film we saw together was um, Cuties. We didn't see it at the. We weren't sitting yes. together, but that's the first film that we saw. Do you want to give us just a little breakdown of what it's about? Sure. So Cuties is actually a really interesting tale about the French Senegalese experience. Uh, it's an international film. The director, I'm going to butcher her name. I am sorry in advance. Uh, Maimouna Decore, um, black woman uh, director. She also wrote the script for this film. Mm-hmm. Um, it centers around a young girl named Amy. She's 11 years old. Um, she's raised in a very traditional uh, Senegalese uh, Muslim family. Uh, her mother is waiting for her husband to come back and return. Um, while that is happening, she is dealing with a lot of just growing up preteen issues, um, being in a religious household, but also trying to find her independence and her budding sexuality. Mm-hmm. You did all the things you said. You like gave it up, but you didn't get. You didn't say any of the details. Okay, good. You're like Thank an you. expert. <laughs> See, I try, man. You're an it's expert. Hard. It's, it's nice I, to you be get an used expert. to it. You get used to it. Not writing um, uh, spoiler reviews. Yes. So, what were the highlights for you? Oh, my God. That film is very triggering and not in a bad way. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to describe it. It's Mm -hmm. it's something that you have to see. This is actually uh, uh, one of the many Netflix acquisitions, this Mm. uh, film festival. So it should be coming on Netflix, I believe, in either February or March. Um, What I loved about the film was I think it was very clear in its messaging. Um, It is... Very, it, it very much captures tween hypersexualization, mm-hmm. um, especially when you have that with a center that is a black girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it captures it captures it well. It is very uncomfortable to watch. I think you probably agree yes, with it yes, at times. Yes, yes, um, yes. But as someone who was 11 years old, who was a black girl at 11, mm-hmm. there were moments in those experiences, not to that extreme, because you know my mother would kill me, but. Her mother tried to kill her. Also true. Um, (laughs) There were moments in that experience where I was like, yep, I've had those moments where trying to figure out who am I Mm -hmm. trying to fit in. Mm -hmm. Um, I was raised in a slightly conservative Christian household. And so for me growing up, uh, it was always I was always very outcast, very nerdy, got bullied. And so um, I recognize myself in Amy as a character of trying to fit in and trying to find who you are and what your place is mm-hmm. um, and trying to like claim something as your own. Now, is the sexuality aspect kind of icky because she's 11? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. But in her perspective, I'm imagining it was something that is the mm-hmm. only tangible thing that she can own by herself, uh, which is actually really interesting I too really liked the way I mean I liked a lot of things about cuties to be honest with you um, I too found it like really uncomfortable and I think that's something I really appreciated how much the writer director like leaned in to the 
queasy. You mm-hmm. know, like lean, like use it as a tool of the yuck moment. Like you really, there's like a word for it. It escapes me right now, but it's just like queasy. Like it just makes you, you just feel like icky watching icky it. Watching it, you just feel like cringe. That's the word yeah, I wanted. Very, I was like, I was like, I was there. It's I was there, I was very there. cringy. It is cringy. It is so. It is like I've never seen a movie that made me cringe and that I really also like enjoyed watching it i definitely think this could be like like the library of there are very few films that capture tween life yes so like accurately and acutely and i think this one does it very very well to the point where i was like that nope that 11 year old is like super nuanced yes Yes. she nailed it she nailed it i was that age oh my gosh i have so many things i want to talk about i think as someone you know my podcast what i talk a lot about is children i felt like it was so child centered in a way it wasn't trying to protect anybody else's feelings about children how they engage with children it was like very much like this is about honoring who these young girls are um by fully like sharing their perspective so i really appreciate it what are the things that you found to be challenging I mean, we talked a little bit about it. Like mm-hmm. it's there. It is definitely very cringy in terms of what you're seeing on on the screen. I think the direction of showing the girls' bodies while they're dancing and moving and twerking and things like that mm-hmm. it's hard to watch. I mean, it's. I think it's appropriate to the story, and I, yeah, and I think it is. It definitely exploits it, but it couldn't have been someone else besides a black woman directing that yes. I feel. And I feel I, like there's yes. a, a level of touch to it that like yes. made it not be like okay this is way too far. Yeah I feel like I, I felt that in my bones like I felt I, I was well, we, I left them film and um, I went and saw it with my husband and when we left I was like it is I don't even know like I didn't look I didn't know who the director was or anything like that but like I was like this is definitely not kind of a apart from view of a situation this is like an internal story like this is definitely the perspective of people who have lived this story which did make it feel like it's okay to watch you mm-hmm. know what i mean it, it did make it feel like it's a, and and i think the thing you were saying as far as like people like not knowing to look away or like who watching and why is like very you can like you showed all the sexualization it wasn't like hinted at it was there mm-hmm. um because and they just kept saying how old those girls were i never like they literally when i say kept saying it like like constantly would stop like how old are you i'm like oh and you see them try there's like this one scene where they're out and these boys come and like try to kick it to them and they say like how old are you and at the time the lead character is still in like kind of her in this more innocent phase and she responds with like we're 11 and the boys are like ill that's gross like you're 11 like and they just like shun them like i can't we're not i'm not like your little girls and the girls get pissed because she said that they were 11 and even like so what we're 11 we're still you know um i just thought that that was like fascinating i think it's an audience check right yeah like i, I do yes. think it serves as an as an audience check but i also think it's smartly done to remind you like majority of the girls that they're showcasing are about 50 percent of them are girls of color yes and yes. so i do think that there is this common stereotype that like girls of color particularly black girls are mm-hmm. always just too grown for their age yes, and, like yes. too fast for their age yeah but that's not the case it's yeah. actually the adults imposing mm-hmm, that on them mm-hmm. so i do think it was an audience check to say like yeah mm-hmm. no they are 11 no mm-hmm. matter how much you know how grown they are no mm-hmm. matter how much they twerk no matter mm-hmm. what videos they post mm-hmm. on social media they mm-hmm. are 11 years old act accordingly i think that 
uh, was one thing that I don't want to say I found challenging, but I was like wanted more of is the dynamic between the mother and her aunt. Yeah. Um, so there's like the main character's mother is really struggling with the fact that her husband has gone to take a second wife. Yep. But she is being forced or coached by her aunt to like you have to smile smile grin and bear it like this is what it is this is your duty and she's wearing that same mask with her child yep who resents it like i know you don't like this shit so why are you pretending like you're okay with it and then that's part of kind of the igniting of this real amazing i think coming of age story um and how sex the role that sexuality plays in it and then the other thing about it is i think i mean i liked it i don't think they could have or should have done it differently or more but i'm curious about like the deepening of it there is an element of like queer sexual like how the main character why she wants to be desired, like yeah. where that first desire, like wanting to be desired sexually comes from is an attraction, whether it's friendship or whatever, with another um, female identifying character. And I was just like, oh, this is so like, oh, I want more, I want more. And there wasn't, it was there, but it, you know, like that's not, maybe that, that it was like, it was a full movie, but that was something I definitely would have liked to see a little bit more of. I don't disagree with you I think that there's lacing with that between Amy and Angelica the, mm-hmm. the female identifying character that mm-hmm. you're referring to mm-hmm. um, and I do think that it is really fascinating and she finds her she finds her sexuality not through uh, like other boys or like other men god forbid mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but through her girlfriends like yes, she finds yes. that that like she she kind of crystallizes what she wants her body to present mm-hmm. from dancing with other girls. Yes. Um, yes. Which is like, when you think about it, like a lot of young girls when they're growing up, that's how they're finding their sexuality is mm-hmm. emulating other friends, mm-hmm, other girlfriends mm-hmm, that they're mm-hmm. hanging out with. So it's definitely not outside of the bounds of that. But mm-hmm. I do think there's something to explore of like, what are the queer subtexts in between that? Mm-hmm. So. so you're like a serious film critic um are there any technical i don't even say i say technical but like very like filmy um things that you noticed or you want to like bring our attention to yeah you know i i thought the editing was was tight throughout the film i really enjoyed that uh i think the cinematography was really good Mm -hmm. we're getting a lot of good cinematography across the board i think with like black uh, particularly like black films across the diaspora. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One that comes to mind um, is Atlantics um, on Netflix. It. Oh, it's fantastic mm-hmm. by Maddie Diop. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantastic film is on Netflix now. It's, a, it's also a Senegalese film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Senegalese ghost love story. Ooh. It's good. <laughs> I would recommend it was on the short list for the Oscars for best international film. I don't know if it actually got nominated, but like, it's one of the it premiered at I think Cannes. It premiered at Cannes first black woman to ever win a, a major Cannes prize. That's fantastic for Atlantiques. Okay, fantastic. Um, just the cinematography there was really well. Something about certain cinematographers with these black foreign films, they know how to shoot black people well mm-hmm, in the night. Mm-hmm. And I think about one scene. It's really tiny, but that one scene when they were in the laser tag. Yes. Oh, the lighter, that was great. It was so well lit. So if you if you want a lot of like beautiful black skin in yes. darkness, Atlantique recommend it please yes. go see it uh, so she so good. they did it they 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 did that like yeah. the 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 textures yeah and all and all of the i mean it's interesting like even the 
like the girls who, you know, there was like a mix of racial identities in the group. I wouldn't even know, like, I don't know ethnically how they would identify, but, you know, some Mm -hmm. were white presenting, some are Latin or like, anyway, there's like a mix of girls. But the texture and the tones in their skin. Yeah. Like no one was whitewashed. Like literally if all of those characters like i said no i don't identify as white i would like okay because your shit is just showing like you know it's the on best blast shots, the other best shot scene also was um uh the scene with the holy water yes the scene with the holy water was wild no that scene was wild and youngin her she does this thing i don't even know what to describe it it's like her body convolt. Like, convol- it was yeah. brilliant the main like, character amy convolt in a way that's part dance part twerk part holy ghost part, part holy like, ghost p- possessed by the spirit yes i don't yes. know what the direction for it was she was amazing it was amazing extremely mesmerizing yes i i can't speak and well cringy and cringy and cringy but it's extremely it is extremely it's the film in general is a stunner yes. i just think it's a very yes. well done film technically yes um it is a very stressful film so yes. like i will have to say that both of us like have you know, we're not the same person, but we we're looking at it through a similar lens. And I think from my lens, like I said, how I identify, I would a hundred percent recommend seeing this movie. I will not be seeing it again because <laughs> it is that like level of trigger and trauma and cringe and like I don't know why I would want to do that to myself. But it is an it's a it's an it's I think it's a really strong strong film and. It, the pacing of it is good. Like you can like watch it with popcorn kind of thing. Like I love Sundance because I'm I like that shit. Like you know, like people going and real heady around how they do things. But this is film does that, but is also incredibly entertaining. Like you can, you want you can watch it. It's it's shot beautifully. It moves like at a good pace. All of that would recommend. Um would not recommend seeing it more than once so pay attention the first time <laughs> seriously yeah um yes. if you have kids this might be a hard watch i'm gonna be 150 honest with you i do not have kids and i was stressed like i think something about watching young kids to teens like this gave me the same feeling i had when i was watching euphoria like i have a younger brother we're about eight years apart and he's he will be 20 in a couple of days actually and when i first watched euphoria i called him i was like this is the shit you do <laughs> in high school mm-hmm. like what is happening and it's what that is what ha- that is he said yes this <laughs> what is, is what's happening and so happening. uh this stress to the max like it is it it is there is a lot of exploiting of these girls for legitimate reasons Mm -hmm. it gets the point across it sounds crazy as i am saying it but there is a reason why it is shot the way it is Mm -hmm. is it cringy yes if you are a good person inside and you don't have any issues with you Mm -hmm. it's gonna make you upset Mm -hmm. but i think the film is done with such care and i feel like those girls were protected Mm -hmm. and i absolutely am appreciative of the director being a black woman doing that for these girls i would say that as a i'm a parent of a teenager i would say that the another reason why i think it's going to be difficult for parents to watch it because it really points the finger at parents yeah like what it is what i moved away from is like all of those girls are really suffering from neglect um and a lack of like appreciation for who they are and who they want it from 
it, they want it from their parents. Yeah. And they and it's just not available to them. And I think the other thing is that like raising kids in the social media era, they are like when you think about Gen Z, Gen Z is the first generation to be native internet users. Mm-hmm. And so that is they are smarter. That shit was crazy. How she learned how to use that phone quickly. It's and she didn't have a phone before. It's crazy. Things of, it's crazy. things of that nature where you're just like, I can imagine being a parent being like, eh. there's so many good scenes. I want to talk about more. We, I, we, but, I, we yeah, can't stay here no, and do it all day. Literally, would recommend color grade approve. Like, please see it. So we are here. It's the last episode of the season. <laughs> the Color Grade Sundance. And I'm here with my good, good sis. Introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Adipara Odie. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, so we, you know, we're ending our season and this is like we wouldn't have it any other way. Um, you are a Sundance like... I don't even know, like, uh, like, like legend. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, this is what can happen. You know, like, you know, like this is what could happen yeah, at Sundance yes. from a black girl yes. in Brooklyn. You yes, know, like yes. first generation. Yes. This is who it's for. <laughs> you are a Sundance legend. Yeah. Um, and so we are so excited to have you here. Thanks for having um, me. And I'm, Tell us a story, right? Mm-hmm. Like, tell us a story of. So we do this thing. We we're, like, mm-hmm. we're doing this thing, and what we are asking people is like, "What is your Sundance story?" Oh my god! And I know you have one that is oh. like we're gonna kiki about. We oh, wow. like, like I'm sure we have like you got real real stories. So save that for the end. Okay. <laughs> but on this side of uh-huh. it, I, we want to hear your Sundance story of like how oh, you man. how you like. What is your relationship? You know, like when did you guys meet? You yeah. Sundance. <laughs> So Sundance, <laughs> I know. So I went to Sundance for the first time in 2008 with the short of Pariah, and mm. I didn't even know what a Sundance was. I heard of it, and it was exciting. We went. We were, you know, it's just a short film, you know, and you know, we like we had postcards of the film, and we would like hand them out and like talk to people on the bus and on, on the shuttle and meet all kinds of amazing people, and then that was cool. And I had that, you know, that was like. Wow, like I remember like being on the balcony of Main Street, like Ooh. just looking out at night, like just being like, wow, like I'm here, this is yeah. so cool. And then cut to <laughs> three years later, where we went back with the feature of Pariah, opening night, op- the opening wow. night film. And I mean, completely, completely different experience. Like, wow. like, zero to 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 100 from my point of view at this point in time but um uh and it it's it changed my life it's it's the for me the moment of me being on stage opening night like it was the first time i'd seen the film um the first time they screened it opening night film it was the first time i saw the film so i had never seen myself in a feature film let alone pariah mm-hmm. and um it was a very weird experience um, for many reasons. Mm-hmm. And and at the end, I remember, you know, the, the cast goes on stage and I don't know, at some point, maybe Dee brought me out to speak. And I remember that was a moment where I looked out and I just thought, wow, like dreams do come true. Mm. Um, and uh, And I remember thinking, yeah, I'm like, 
for many reasons, it was is really deep to see myself on the big screen. You know, when I never thought that that would be possible, or that no, or that no one would want to see someone who looked like me on the big screen. And I just sat through that, and just being in a in this audience that was basically mostly white, mm-hmm. but uh, and they had just seen a film with all black people, and uh, and then afterwards, just like talking to people and like this idea of like, wow the power of film, but also, you know, how the specific is universal, can be universal. Um, you know, especially, especially you know, with the argument about like black film and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's, you can't, it's not universal. That's not the way that the people kind of think about it. But I had seen all that come together in that moment. And I was mm-hmm. just like, wow, like this is, wow. Like, mm-hmm. wow. So that's, talk about Sundance story that's my Sundance story like that moment on stage opening night mm-hmm. and I just was like this is everything that I've ever wanted to do is kind of like in this moment mm-hmm. and all the whys is kind of become, became really clear mm-hmm. so yeah there's a lot I mean what sin- Sundance allows for or space of like creatives all through the process mm. right like mm-hmm. who are just starting out who this is their first Sundance this mm-hmm. is their third um Sundance oh, this is their 10th you know like mm-hmm. and all in different places and so we ask sometimes like what kind of questions you would you ask somebody who's like where you want to ascend to oh, wow. and you are people's like mm-hmm. where you want to ascend wow. to is just pretty dope wow. um and I think some one of the things they ask is a lot of like like what was your process, which you just told your story and mm. something that you mentioned in it is this idea of like coming with the short mm. first mm. and then it took, you said like three years. Yeah, and in between in between that time, uh, Dee was in the, I think she did the screenwriting lab and I think, she, and then we did the, we went, I did the director's lab with her so I came mm-hmm. to work with her on that. So there was like that in between that period, Sundance and I got introduced to the Sundance as an institute, which mm-hmm. is, a whole nother awesome, incredible experience and what they do. Um, so so there was that. And then, yeah, so for, for D and specifically the film, there were it was kind of like on the Sundance track. Mm-hmm. It had been, they had had a lot of support from, from Sundance. Mm-hmm. And I think rightfully so. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, right, obviously, <laughs> obviously. Because D's awesome. <laughs> obviously, obviously. Yeah. Um, which is pretty amazing. And then the other thing you mentioned that we kept, we thought about when we were in different like viewings, these screenings, right? You're mm-hmm. coming, you're seeing yourself for the first time. Mm-hmm. These stories are, yo, the stories the black people are telling mm-hmm. at Sto- Sundance are it's just so nuanced and like vulnerable and open and mm-hmm. like raw and mm-hmm. like I, the 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 like the abundance mm-hmm. of like perspective and mm-hmm. like style and oh, I mean it's like it's 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 incredible mm. and 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 they and you know that these these people are making their art for you and I yeah. for black yeah. people you yeah. know like they're 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 mm-hmm. at sundance but it feels very much like even though i find myself being one of three you made that movie oh yeah for me yeah. you know like you're trying to get me to watch it and then you so you have this moment where you're going on stage and it's that opportunity to get that like nuanced feedback Mm. that it's really hard to get Mm. from white folks Mm. because they come with their lens of oppression Mm. like you know even the best intention like you know is gonna come with something 
And I'm like, oh, I wish there were so many more black people in this space yeah. to be able to see and then give the feedback. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know all of the feedback the nuance what i appreciate mm-hmm. so much about our joy like the feedback is always it's not like did you like it didn't you like it is it bad or is it good like did they do it no it's like no this is someone's art mm. so it's, they like put- the, it's like the connecting that's what's so unique about sundance that i like is that there are people from all over the world in the country mm-hmm. who come to sundance yes there's a whole the market side obviously but mm-hmm. there are people there who buy passes who aren't like press or like industry who just they love film yes and i you know i don't i I, I'd I'd have to really think hard about how many film festivals film festivals i've been to before that but that was really what was cool i remember the first day walking down main street and meeting like a doctor and his wife who we email each other still from to this day like you know they like live in rochester and yeah they they, they, they come every every year and like just being able to like after screening like you know I walk out where everyone else is walking out and then people are like wow they, they're sharing their story mm-hmm. about why they relate to this character the story or oh actually I don't like gay people but like I these are the conversations that we were having and mm. and I you're to your point about like wow what how cool would it be mm-hmm. if if it could be if there could be more people of color black people in that space mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but you know I think that's what's great about film is that it, it can it carries and it goes, but there is an opportunity there that because you have the people there, the filmmakers, the actors, you know, doing the Q and A's, and there's something that's something that's special about that experience mm-hmm. that that's just in addition to you know being able to see it, you know, seeing it like two months later in mm-hmm. a, in, a, in a theater or a year later, depending on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's very interesting. You know, it's very interesting. Thing to discuss about like the festival mm-hmm. and when I saw how much tickets were I was like this I was like oh wow like okay like you know you know and it's in Utah and mm-hmm. it's just I mean it's a whole mm-hmm. you know but I have to say as a whole Sundance is probably one of the the in my experience the better you know uh festival experience in terms of like people who are there to actually watch Mm -hmm, film mm -hmm, and like mm -hmm, respect mm -hmm, filmmakers and mm -hmm. like outside of those people who are like you know watching six films a day in the industry and like leaving walking out in films Mm -hmm. people are like sitting and they're like they're like watching films yes um which is i think it's just so it's just so cool um i mean that it is definitely film like i think black film nerd heaven mm, mm, mm. i really do like, like if, if you, you really want to like get yes. get in yes. on like the 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 hot stuff yes. that's <laughs> happening before yes. it happens yes sundance is a place it's yes. really the only festival where you're gonna get that in terms of like i think that and like well my other favorite festival black star film festival mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. you're gonna see you're gonna see you know and black stars is, is just i Oh, we okay. Just yeah, keep, that's keep, a whole we, we gonna talk about that. We gonna talk about that. We gonna talk about. We gonna talk about what we doing, where we going at another time. We gonna talk yes. about that. Go ahead. Sorry, continue, continue. No, but but I think in terms of like just in terms of like the quality of like quote unquote black film, mm-hmm. like you're gonna see some. You're gonna see some dope dope stuff docs i mean in this day like where we are 2020 like all across whether it's docs or new wave experimental we're gonna see a wide range Mm -hmm. and like just basically showing the spectrum of what it means to be obviously because we're not a monolith and there's so much diversity within blackness within within Mm -hmm. blackness and Mm -hmm. you know asian and Mm -hmm. latinas so you get to see Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit more of that diversity there than anywhere else so this Mm -hmm. year Mm -hmm. you're back 
as like a whole other kind of iteration of what it means uh -huh. to be in the space. Yeah. It's like like a cheerleader, oh, like, yeah. right? You're here like a like a proud mom, <laughs> yes. like um, ushering other people through the process. So tell us, who are you here to support? Oh my God, Rada Blank, first and foremost, mm -hmm. that she's the reason why I bought my ticket, didn't I'm even so hesitate. I, yeah, didn't even hesitate to, cause it was just like, I have to be there. Mm -hmm. um, Equa, uh, who uh, wrote and directed uh, Farewell and More. Mm. And um, even though I didn't get to, um, even though I don't think I get to see it, but uh, Zola, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Taylor Page, uh, who I know, and Nicole Bahari, mm -hmm. who is hands down my favorite actress. And I mean, yeah, good friend, Miss mm -hmm. uh, Juneteenth. And uh and there's a whole bunch of other things like time, the doc, and yeah, the things that I've been hearing about. Um, yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so tell us, you've been here how many times? So th this is technically my third time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, third time at the festival, at a festival. So tell us, because what is your Sundance story? <laughs> that thing that you're like, I can't even believe this shit happened right now. Like, what is your Sundance story? <laughs> oh, wow. This specific Sundance. It can be. Oh. Any Sundance. Any Sundance. Yeah, I think just like what I said before is just like sitting in a theater and like watching myself and just being like, what is happening right now? It was such a weird, I don't, I really can't describe it. It's such an out of body uh, experience. Um, yeah, and just. Yeah, that would be like my, my that that moment of mm -hmm. just being like, whoa, like that's a big screen. Wow, my face is really big. Like, <laughs> oh wow, that's what I look like when I'm super awkward. That's what I look like when I'm, mm -hmm. you know, it's just like, ah, you know, um, all the voices that are going through, mm -hmm. going on. It's like, aren't people sick of watching me already? And like, mm -hmm. just yeah, I just felt like spotlight on like a hundred times a hundred. It was it was very vulnerable and. Mm -hmm. uh, weird and yeah super vulnerable because you're you're because i'm watching myself i'm in a space where many thousand basically a thousand people are watching me go through this very vulnerable you know story with all these other vulnerable actors and yeah it was it was yeah unlike anything i've ever experienced mm. uh well you're brilliant <laughs> you are brilliant and i appreciate it, it is i haven't like... seen it since sundance that was the last time oh, i saw it yeah shit. yeah yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've only seen it twice, but yeah, and they were both at Sundance. All right, so. we got. We've, 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 <laughs> we got, I don't even know because you just described. You know, I don't even know. Thank you so much for being with Thanks. us. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Color Grade, recorded live at the Sundance Film Festival in Park City, Utah. I'm your host Joy Childs, and you can find me at Jump for Joy on Twitter and Instagram and at joychiles.com. Color Grade is produced by Domino Sound. <laughs>